Praise God. Amen. So for the next few weeks, uh, we're dealing with a new series, and the series is called Thankful. Amen. And um, I, I tell you, hearing that uh, story, I'm so, I'm so thankful to God for what he is doing in Kian's life. And uh, because you know what? To me, it is a testament and proof to what God can do, what God alone can do. And that's why, you know, I've committed the rest of my life to proclaiming this message because there is no political party or political leader or philosophy or religion or ideology that can do that, only Jesus. Could you give a shout of praise to the Lord this morning, amen? <laughs> praise you, Jesus. Praise God. So uh, just want to welcome our, our dear friends from Kerry, um, uh, uh, Mags and Brendan and Katrin. Bless you guys. Up the kingdom. <laughs> And uh, say a little prayer today for uh, England and Italy. I know we have people from both nations today. So, you know, I'm going to bless both of you in the name of Jesus. Amen. And um, so we praise the Lord. Uh, hands up who's supporting Italy today. Hands up who's supporting England. Two of, two of you. Okay, come on. Praise the Lord. That's okay. Just <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, Lord, we just open our hearts today, and we thank you for this message. We pray it'll go forth, and that it'll encourage people in Jesus' name. So over the next few weeks, I, I'm going to be talking, like I said, on a new series called Thankful. Psalm, one, it was Psalm 100, and verse 1 to 5 says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. There's no such thing as self-made men or women in the kingdom of God. It says, it is he that has made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. So we know the truth of God endures to all generations in Jesus' name. See, we're commanded to enter his gates with thanksgiving. It's expected, therefore, that we give God the glory that belongs to him as God. You know that word thanksgiving in the Hebrew is toah, which means an extension of the hand. By implication, a vowel. It says adoration. Uh, specifically, a choir of worshipers. Confession, sacrifice of praise, thanksgiving, or thanks offering. So we're meant to be literally like a choir of worshipers, even as individuals. And that's why on a daily basis, we need to lift our hands and give God thanks. Amen. We need to give him praise. And so this is why, let me say this, worship isn't a warm-up for the church service. And this is why, you know, we shouldn't be walking in here half, halfway through the service. I just want to encourage you, because many times at the start of the service, this place is half empty. I really encourage you, get in early for church. Amen. Because it's important that we give him thanks. Amen. And I think it's important that we don't walk in halfway through the worship as if it doesn't matter. It does. And, and like I said, that's why during the worship, don't stand there with a vacant look on your face. Amen. No, lift your hands and give God the thanks that belongs to him. Because worship is an opportunity to bless our creator. Amen. But you might say, but pastor, Things aren't good in my life right now. I'm unemployed, I'm lonely, I'm sick, I'm tired, 
I'm sick and tired, and, and don't get me started about my wife. Well, you know, funny thing is, she probably feels the same way about you. But you know what, Psalm 115 verse six says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. So if you are breathing, you have a reason to praise him, amen? And yes, you may have problems, but the truth is there's probably others who have much bigger problems than you, amen? And so let's keep things in perspective, and so, this is the thing, you woke up today, approximately 150,000 others didn't, amen, but you woke up because God has a purpose, God has a reason, and so if you are still breathing, God is still working. You need to believe that. God is working. Even when you can't see it or feel it, amen, it doesn't mean that breakthroughs aren't just around the corner. But you know what? Irrespective of what goes right or what goes wrong in your life, God is always worthy of our thanksgiving and our praise. And you know, that's why I thank God for Frank Cairns and for his life. You know, he's been such an encouragement to us over the years. I'm gonna be uh, doing his funeral tomorrow in Bray, but you know what? That man was such an encourager to so many people such a mighty man of God and you know if he was here today he would have been just celebrating Kean's story he would have made a beeline for him straight after the service to encourage him and bless him and pray for him because that's the type of person he was he was an encourager and so it's important for us that we are thankful people that we express thanksgiving to God amen and so again thankful people praise God and they recognize that God is worthy of praise. They're grateful for the good things in their lives and don't take them for granted. You know, arrogant people are never thankful. You know, Psalm 107 and verse one talks about this and it says, um, <clears throat> Psalm 107 and it says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he's good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So just as Kean gave a testimony about being redeemed from the hand of the enemy, so too we must remember, yes, it's wonderful to focus on where we're going, but let's not forget about where we've been. Because like the country song, some of us have friends in low places because that's where we've spent a lot of our time. But you know what? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. We need to declare I've been redeemed. And we need to thank God that we have been redeemed from the hand of the enemy. That no matter where we have failed or fallen short, that the Lord has cleansed us through his blood and he's given us a new beginning. You know, verse 8 says, Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men, for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. And we're going to look in that, at that psalm in greater depth next week. But you know what? It's so important for us that we appreciate what God has done. Because maybe your miracle will only manifest when you become thankful for the blessings that you already have. As opposed to always being focused on the next thing that you want. And particularly, like I said, we live in a consumer culture where, you know, this is kind of inbred into us. It, 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 we're drip-fed advertising to constantly create within us a sense of dissatisfaction. So we always want the next thing. But like I said, sometimes we may not receive the miracle we desire until we begin to become thankful for what we already have. Amen? Because, you know, God has blessed us. Because the truth is this. You know, many of the things that you take for granted right now were once only impossible dreams. 
You take things for granted right now in your life that a number of years ago you were dreaming about, you were praying about, you were crying out to God about, and today you have that, whether it's a job or whether it's a spouse or whatever is going on, whether it's healing or etc. But so many times we take for granted what God has done. And you know, it was the great British playwright William Shakespeare who said, O Lord that lends me life, lend me a heart replete with thanks, thankfulness. You know, replete simply means overflowing or full. And so he, he recognized that, you know, it's God who lends us life. And the same God who, who lends us life, we must uh, appreciate that and, 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 you know, bear that in mind that life is a gift from our creator. And so he understood, like I said, that every one of us have been given a gift of life. And it's important, therefore, that we have thankful hearts. So take a moment before we go any further to contemplate exactly what are you thankful for. You know, I remember a number of years ago, I was looking out the window in my office. I was working. It was lashing rain. It was June, and I was feeling sorry for myself. I was complaining in my mind. I said, would you look at that? Raining again. God, what is the story of this country? And I remember the Lord rebuked me, and uh, you know, I just really felt him rebuke me. He said, you know what? You're complaining about watching the rain fall outside, and yet there are multitudes of people who are blind, who would love to see for just one second what you are seeing right now. And you know, I, I repented quickly. You know, I was convicted of my ingratitude because I was there in a house that I had prayed for. Working in a job that God had blessed me with. Married to a wife and little kitties that had all been answers to prayer and I was blinded to it. You see, ingratitude comes so naturally to every one of us. And this is why we must be deliberately thankful. Because friends, family, a job, health, home, car. You, you see, I don't have a car. A bike? I don't have a bike. You have legs? Come on. You know, it's all about your attitude. Amen? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. It's about your attitude. Uh, a spouse, children, your salvation, freedom, the Bible, church this morning. When you actually think about it, we have so much that we can thank God for. You know, Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, it is only with gratitude that life becomes rich. And that's why some people are dirt poor. They might have a lot of money in their bank account, but they are poor because they never give thanks. They are not thankful for what they have. They take everything for granted. And so I truly believe this, this series will bless you because each week we're going to start firstly with a testimony of somebody. And, um, but also, it's, uh, you know, I just want to encourage you to, to change your perspective because sometimes God doesn't change your circumstances because God will change you. Amen? And when you change, irrespective of whether circumstances have changed, you know, things can become better. So again, this series will remind you of the importance that the Bible places on thankfulness. Um, Isaac Walton, 1593 to 1683. God has two dwellings, one in heaven and the other in a meek and a thankful heart. I know he's long dead, but if you do the maths, he lived to 90. And I believe one of the secrets was this man had a thankful heart. Amen? Thankfulness is so important. Amen? So again, do you want God to dwell in your home? Then fill it with thanksgiving. Amen? So let me read that again. God has two dwellings, one in heaven and the other in a meek and a thankful heart. 
And so that, that's why it's so important on a daily basis when we get up to, to st- enter his gates with thanksgiving. Start thanking God. Lord, thank you that I woke up today. Thank you, Lord, that I, I, I have a roof over my head. Thank you, I have I've food in my fridge. I have money in my pocket. Uh, you know, b- become thankful for what you have. Amen? Because this is the thing. Did you know you can't be thankful and resentful at the same time? That you can't have complaining and thanksgiving in your mouth at the same time. Because you can choose pity or praise. You can be bitter or you can be better. And many times the difference is a thankful heart. Psalm 149. um, uh, And it says, praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. uh, And his praise in the assembly of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion be glad and joyful in their king. Let them praise his name with the dance. Let them sing praises to him with the timbrel and harp. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He will beautify the humble with salvation. Did you know that God takes pleasure in you? Amen. That he loves you. That he, he, he looks at you. This, something changed in my heart when I became a father. And I, I, I would see my little kid and, and my heart would be moved. And, uh, because that was your child. And, and I st- suddenly started to, to think, Lord, is it possible that when you see me, that's the way you see me as opposed to, I can't believe he hasn't done this. And I can't believe he didn't do that. And I can't believe he hasn't prayed yet. Or, or he hasn't prayed this long. You know, because some of us who come from a religious background sometimes can bring a very legalistic mentality towards our relationship with God, whereby we, we, we kind of have a performance-based mentality. So when we're performing well, we feel that we're in with God, and when we're not doing so well, we feel like that he's far from us. But that is not how God sees us. He sees us through the lens of grace, uh, just like, like Kean talked about, you're going to be given grace for three days. Well, you know what? Thank God we're given for grace by, <laughs> for more than three days. We have a lifetime of grace because of the cross and because of the blood that Jesus shed there. Amen? Could somebody say, thank God for grace? Amen. And it says, let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. So here we see that thanksgiving and praise is like a weapon. And it says, even when you're on your bed, be thankful. Amen. Just be quiet because your, your wife will kick you out. It says, um, to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute on them the written judgment, dishonor of all the saints, Praise the Lord. So the very first uh, line in this psalm is praise the Lord. And the very last uh, line is praise the Lord. Amen. Because there is power in praise. And so choose to be thankful and it will literally change your life. I remember back in 92, I came up from Dublin and... um, uh, from, from Kerry, and uh, I was going to Bolton Street, and I was studying transport engineering, and I had a limited technical knowledge and ability, and so I was struggling, and there was a project we needed to do, and um, so I went, uh, the, the college had a garage as part of it, it was where all the engineers were trained, so they had all these big machines and garages as part of the college, and um, so they had these technical guys working in the garage, and um, uh, these guys were from, from inner city Dublin, they were, they, were, they, were, they were tough, and I remember I used to get an unmerciful slagging because I was from Kerry, because anytime I opened my mouth, you know, they were just like, you know, it was just, but uh, I remember I went in uh, and, and asked them, for help, and um, I remember the guy responded saying, I'm not meant to help you, but, um, uh, but he did, 
because I came with a humble attitude, I, I, I asked him nicely and, and um, you know, I, for some reason God has always given me a connection with Dublin people, even though I'm from Kerry, it's very strange, you know. Um, <laughs> but there you go. I love this city and I love, I love the people of this city. Come on, anybody here from Dublin? Okay, you're all in Dublin, exactly. So, but... Uh, but anyway, I was very thankful, and I expressed my appreciation. The guy helped me, and I, I was sorted. And, um, but I remember as, as I was walking out, another guy had heard uh, this, but he came with a different attitude. And uh, he said to the very same guy, he says, you have to help me. I, I, I was walking by, and I was coming at the tail end of this conversation. And the guy says, no, I don't. And I remember he had these kind of like, uh, kind of, it was like a, a, a shutter. I remember, I remember he just said, no, I don't. And he just pulled down the shutter. And I remember the look of shock on this student's face. And I walked away and I made a mental note and that's been uh, nearly 30 years, but it stayed, me, stayed with me to, that, to, to this day, you know, the importance of, of how you approach people and your attitude and your demeanor uh, because uh, he didn't approach with a humble attitude, amen. And, uh, you know, I was from Kerry. I knew I was already, uh, I already had a number of, of ticks against my name because this guy was from Dublin, but it's amazing when you come with the right attitude how people will respond. And so because I was thankful and this guy was, and so thankfulness opens doors while arrogance and ingratitude slams them shut. And this is why some people literally go from shut door to shut door all their life and they don't understand. You know, if you will become thankful, you will be amazed at some of the doors that will start to open for you. Amen? So I wonder if God is obliged to shut some doors for us because we're not ready and our lack of thankfulness is simply an indication that we're not in a place whereby we can receive. Ask yourself, am I giving God thanks? So many times we're focusing on the door that hasn't opened and we're praying about it, but are you thanking God for the doors he's already opened to bring you to this point? Because every one of us at this stage of our lives have gone through many doors that God has opened. He has answered many prayers and yet so many times we forget so quickly what God has done for us, amen? And so I hope this series will stir your hearts to remembrance and appreciation for all that God has done in you and for you and if you will only allow him, true you. Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The truth is, so many times we forget God's benefits. How many times has God, you know, let's be honest, how many times have we had alarming symptoms in our body, and we prayed, and you know what, the next, you know, those symptoms went, and the next day we've completely forgotten about it. How many times have we had financial needs and we've prayed and God has met them and, you know, a week later we've completely forgotten about it. You know, how many times has God delivered us or forgiven us or, or directed us or, or, you know, orchestrated events in our favor and yet we forget so quickly what God has done? I believe it's in eternity our eyes will be open to suddenly realize all that God has done for us. And so that's why the Bible says, forget not all his benefits, who uh, forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. That's why, you know, healing is an unqualified promise in the Bible. You can make, you know, you can jump through all sorts of hoops and, 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 and make all sorts of reasons as to why God doesn't heal today. No, we need, to, we need to believe what the Word of God says. He is a healer. Amen? And so, He redeems your life from destruction. 
who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hey, come on, that's even better than Botox, amen? Glory to God. If you will spend time, I'm telling you, some of you, if you will learn to be thankful, it will even affect your face, amen? You won't have to be using half that plaster. Glory to God. It'll, you'll just start to look younger because you'll be happier, amen? And so it's, it's, it's so important, um, I'm not saying you can't look after yourself, but I'm telling you something. When you develop a thankful spirit, you'll be a much more pleasant person to be around. And so, bless the Lord. Uh, And this inevitably leads us to thanksgiving because you cannot consider all that God has done for you without being overcome by gratitude and thanksgiving. Do you have an attitude of gratitude? You know, just remind yourself of the many prayers that God has answered, the many needs that he has met, because you shouldn't forget the days when you are praying for the blessings that you take for granted today. Like I said, a spouse or kids or a job or a car or health or finances or whatever it is. You know, thanksgiving, if you break that up, it's thanksgiving. Um, thankful, are you, uh, th- are you full of, of thanks? We need to have hearts that are full of thanksgiving. And, and so this is the thing. Why can we list um, our needs immediately? But if we want to think about um, you know, what we're thankful for, we have to stop and, and pause and, and think for a moment. And yet the truth is, you know, the greatest blessings in life aren't material because what price can you put on peace? You know, or what price can you put on his presence? I mean, what value can we place on eternal security, eternal assurance, forgiveness, favor, sonship, righteousness, the anointing, God's unconditional love, on the privilege of being a husband or a a wife, uh, being a father or a mother. You might respond and say, a mother? You bigot. It's a birthing person. Let me say, if, if you believe that, you are so dumb, I do not even know where to start. You wouldn't even qualify for Dumb and Dumber. Fact is, you wouldn't even qualify for the sequel, which was Dumber and Dumberer, okay? It's not a birthing person, it's a woman. And you can't cancel women, you can't cancel men, they're still a thing. <laughs> Biology 101, I mean, you know, it's diluted. But anyway, let's get back to the message. I'm thankful. So again, what price can you put on this? I remember uh, last Sunday we had baptisms. We baptized about maybe 20 odd people. I, I, can't, I, I don't know exactly how many. It was wonderful. And you know, God was so gracious. The water was so warm. Because you know, three weeks ago we were in Kerry and it was like the Baltic Sea. I was... I, I went into the water, I, I, I screamed out like a little girl. Joanna was like way down the, the uh, John, you should be ashamed of yourself. I was, you know, but I've gone soft since I've come to Dublin. But, uh, but you know, the water was so warm. It was like stepping into a bath. And um, I remember Brenda, she, she remarked as we were leaving the baptisms later that, that day, she said, you know, Pastor, you have the best job in the world. And you know what? I do. But you know what, there was a time when pastoring a church in this beautiful city was an impossible dream in my heart. 
But you know what? God causes dreams to come to pass. And I'll tell you something. I'm so thankful to be here today. Amen? And, uh, you know, I, I remember when our building in Smithfield was closed because the fire chief came in and, and shut it down. And we didn't have anywhere to go. And I had to stand on that, on that stage that Sunday and tell everybody, you know, we don't know where we're going to be next Sunday. Just, you know, check out our, um, our, our social media pages, etc. We had no idea. And I remember Hitesh, um, he's an Indian brother that's been in our church for many years. He, he rang me during the week and he had found a hotel and he said but you know what the, you can only have it for three weeks uh, it was on O'Connell Street the Gresham you know you might as well do it in style and um, but he said it's only there for three weeks uh, because they're going to be closing it to, to renovate it and uh, you know it was almost like that scripture where, where the disciples brought some bread and they said but what is this among so little but you know what we grabbed it and that Sunday uh, was our first Sunday of having the two services together in one. And like I said, we're looking forward to when this whole social distancing is lifted and we can have the two services back together as one. We have two services today and they're both fully booked out and we give God the glory. We thank God that we're in such a big space that we can actually meet. But... Um, you know, I, I remember what it was like, and then a number of weeks later, God opened the door for us to get into the stadium. You know, we've been here four years now, and, and I, I thank God that, that God has been faithful to us uh, through these years. You know, he's a provider, and so I don't know what your need is, but God will meet it. And so, you know, I, I, I'm thankful for everything he's done in my life. You know, uh, what are you thankful for? I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful that I have a, a wife and kids who love me, uh, little kids. Well, they're not so little anymore. They're getting, they're getting taller than me. But, you know, I'm thankful for his blood. I'm thankful that he chose us before the foundation of the world. Uh, the Bible says in Ephesians 1, you know, I'm thankful that his mercies are new every morning. How many of you are glad that God bakes mercies brand new every morning? Amen. That we don't have to live on yesterdays. We have them fresh every day. Amen. It says, you know, that we have, um, you know, that eternal assurance through Jesus Christ. You know, that I, I, I'm thankful that the Bible says in Psalm 103 that as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. You know, I'm, I'm thankful that Jeremiah 29 11 says he has plans for us and those plans are good, not evil. Amen. And so, you know, I'm so thankful for, for the fact that we have an Abba Father who loves us and who believes us in, in, in spite of of our sin and, and failures. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful, you know, after three years, uh, three weeks, sorry, maybe it felt like three years for some of you, but three weeks speaking about eternity, I'm so thankful that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Because the Bible says in eternity, the books will be opened. And you better have your name in that book. Amen. And so I thank God that, that, that we're loved. I'm thankful for the Bible. I thank God that my mother took the time to share the gospel with me when I was a, 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 a kid, you know. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for Pastor Joe Lang, the man who led me to Christ and, and, and mentored me. You know, I'm thankful we made it through the lockdown. You know, and that in Jesus' name, we're never going back into lockdown again. Amen. Come on. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad the churches are open, and you know what? I'm thankful that you're here today, amen? Because when you actually start to think about it, we have a lot to be thankful for, amen? F starting with, we woke up this morning, amen? So we're healthy, we're blessed, we're loved, uh, you know, even if it's only by God, amen? He loves you. Even if nobody else in the world does, he loves you. 
And, and okay, while things may not be perfect in your life, right now, I assure you, if you will only thank him for what he has done, amen, that he will, he will bring you through, that he will bless you, he will guide you, and your heart will be lifted out of despair, and your faith will begin to soar. You see, some people, their faith never soars because they're not thankful. But when you start to remind yourself, and don't forget about his benefits, thank God for what he's done, your faith will begin to grow. Amen, your faith. And so, the truth is, you know, some of you here should be dead. You know, accidents, attacks, addiction, dysfunction, abuse, but God, but God. And this is why we should be thankful. You know, there have been occasions where some of us should have been killed, but God kept us. I remember back in 2005, my wife was pregnant with our second baby, my little girl, Naomi. Where's my little brown-eyed girl? Give me a wave, Naomi. Oh, she's in with the kids. Okay, she can't wave. <laughs> but you know, my little girl, she, Joanna was pregnant. She was about seven months pregnant. I remember I was driving. It was 05. I, I, I was on the road for uh, the insurance company I was working for, and um, I was going down a, a back road. I was, I was probably moving quick enough, I guess, but then it was raining. And I remember I hit some diesel, and the, the back of the car kicked out, and I, I turned into the, to straighten the car, and then it kicked out the other way, and I turned into that. I remember the third time I, I corrected, the, the back of the car was starting to pass me out. And I remember that moment when the four wheels of the car left the ground <laughs> at about 60 miles an hour down a back road. And, um, you know, if I'd hit a tree at that moment, um, you know, with the momentum, I would have been killed instantly. And, uh, but I remember the car, it flipped up in the air. And at that moment, I was hanging onto the steering wheel. And all I could say was, Jesus. And at that moment, I just had one little baby, uh, Ewan. He was a little blondie-haired. And I remember I just had a picture of Ewan in, 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 in front of me. Uh, in, as, uh, you know, people talk, does your life flash before? It didn't for me. All I could see was my little boy. And, um, but I remember the car went up in the air, and it flipped, and it started rolling along the road. I think it rolled the car three or four times. But it rolled perfectly along this narrow little road instead of hitting the trees that were either side. And eventually it came to um, a, a standstill on the roof. And I climbed out and there wasn't a scratch on me. You know, God, God kept me. And I, I, I think about the fact that I would never have seen my little girl, Naomi. I would never have got to meet a uh, little Christian or Joshua or my little Julie. And, uh, um, you know, it was just before we started the church, just a few years before we started the church. I would have never got to see so many wonderful things. But you know what? God kept me. And, and I'm thankful. And you know what? Many of you have stories just like that where God, you know, he kept you. Uh, you know, Psalm 68 and verse 20. Our God is the God of salvation, and to God the Lord belongs escapes from death as the worship group come forward. Our God is the God of salvation, and to God the Lord belongs escapes from death. Like I said, it may only be an eternity that some of us will discover how many times God saved our lives and we weren't even aware of it. You know, you may have been just walking down the road and you don't realize God protected you from harm. Maybe someplace you were meant to be or something you were meant to be doing. And God, he orchestrated events so that you were not there when the enemy wanted to take your life. You see, to God belong the escapes from death. Psalm 140. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. How many of you are glad as you stand to your feet? How many of you are glad that God has your back in every situation? That when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. That the Bible says no weapon formed against you will prosper, and any tongue that rises against you will be condemned. 
You see, God has kept us because he loves us. His hand is upon our lives. And as I finish today, I want to give you an opportunity. If you never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, the Bible says the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. With every head bowed and every eye closed for just one moment, I want to ask you this question. You know, I could have left this life at that moment back in 05. And I'd looked at so many fatal accidents and I see how quickly and how easily these things can happen. But I am thankful. I'm thankful to God firstly that I was saved and that, you know, uh, if worse had come to worst, I would have gone to be with Jesus. But I'm so grateful for all of these years and all these wonderful experiences I've had uh, since that time. But I want to ask you this question. Do you know Jesus as your Savior? Are you ready? Are you ready for eternity? Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? It's not enough to be sprinkled as a baby. It's not enough to say I'm a good person. The Bible says all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. But this is why Jesus Christ came. He came and he bore our sin. He bore our shame so that we could be forgiven and so we could have a new beginning. And so today, I want to give you an opportunity. If you would like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you would like to surrender your life to him, because none of us know what tomorrow holds. That is why the Bible says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. The Bible says, now is the time of salvation. So I want to ask you, if you don't know Jesus, could you lift your hand up and I'm going to pray for you today. If you're ready to surrender your life to Jesus Christ, just lift your hand up high and I'm going to pray for you. Amen. Bless you. I see that. Anybody else today? If you've never been born again before, I see that hand. Amen. Bless you. Anybody else today? If you've never surrendered to Jesus, this is your moment. This isn't about embarrassing you or making you self-conscious. This is about you simply saying thank you to Christ and receiving. The Bible says the gift of God is eternal life. You know eternal life, it's a gift. It's a gift from God. And so if you've never accepted Jesus, this is your moment. Put your hand up high and we're going to pray for you. Praise God. See that hand. Amen. The Lord, listen, the Lord loves you. Today, today, things can change in your life. But you just simply have to respond and say, yes, I'm ready, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Could those of you put your hand, just come down here to the front. We're just going to pray a simple prayer. Could you give them an encouragement as they come? Amen. You're simply responding and say yes. You know, when somebody gives you a gift, all you do is you say thank you. Amen. You just say thank you. That's all. Amen. Jesus purchased your salvation at the cross, but you're just simply coming to receive what he purchased at the cross for you because he loves you. Amen. I sense the love of God in this place right now. Come on, give them an encouragement. This is not an easy thing. Amen. But it's a beautiful thing. And things can change in this moment. Praise God. Could you just stretch your hands towards them? And just look at me and just say this simple prayer. Amen. The Lord loves you. Just, just look at me now and say this simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart that you were born of a virgin, that you lived a perfect life, and that when you died on the cross, you died in my place, 
bearing my sin and shame. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus Christ, and forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And just as you have forgiven me, I forgive anything that I hold against anybody. And I know that I have eternal life. Amen. Come on, give a shout of praise to the Lord today.